2: And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, I thought I'd start the show today with some interesting facts. Let's see which ones you can relate to and which ones you'll share with a friend. Did you know if you walk 30 to 45 minutes most days of the week... You will delay the onset of diabetes by 10 to 12 years. That's amazing. Just walking 30 minutes daily will keep diabetes away for 10 to 12 years. That's an interesting fact, yeah. wouldn't you say? Uh huh. Definitely. Here's another very interesting fact you know, at least 25% of American adults eat fast food every single day. <laughs> wow. 25% of Americans eat fast foods daily. Wow. And this is another very interesting fact, I think. Mm-hmm. One part of McDonald's mission statement is that Americans are never more than five and a half minutes away from the mer- nearest McDonald's. That's amazing. That is amazing. Now, we <laughs> just need Nutritional Weight and Wellness Centers all over <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, <that. laughs>
0: every five minutes, right?
2: Here's another one I like. My, the granddaughter Willow calls McDonald's clown the evil clown because <laughs> he gets kids to eat bad foods. Awesome. And, you know, when the evil clown came to school, she was not very happy <laughs> that they were letting the evil clown in the door. That is and great. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes. So here's another interesting fact. At 4 p.m. every day, three quarters of Americans have no idea what they will be having for dinner can you say there's not a whole lot of planning going on? <laughs> that amazes me, but it's so true. It is. It's so true. So today, today we want to talk about overactive and underactive thyroid function. And you heard our co-host, Anna Derhock. Anna is a licensed nutritionist with a master's degree in nutrition. And you've been working with us for how long? Um, is it
0: beginning sa- of 2013, it will be eight years. Eight years. Yep. Okay. Okay.
2: So, in you know, all those eight years, I've never heard her being crabby. She's <laughs> always positive, she's fun. And mm-hmm. when you're in the room with Anna, you just can't help but smile. And when she, you know when you take a class from Anna, when she's teaching, you know you will leave feeling a whole lot better, and you will have learned some real information, some real nutrition. Yeah. So it's in a very fun, interactive environment when you teach. So what could you ask for? I mean, you know, if you're taking a class, (laughs) fun and information.
0: Yes. And And you really believe that
2: Yes. And you can tell she's already happy this morning and it's (laughs) 8 8 o'clock in the morning. morning.
0: Uh,
2: Welcome, Anna. Thanks. Fun to be with you. Thanks for having me on. I
0: love it. And hello, family out there if you're listening. Um, (laughs) So, a few weeks ago, we did a show about the thyroid function and we had so many callers, you know, and they had so many questions that we promised we would do a follow up show on two autoimmune types of thyroid conditions hypothyroid
2: and hyperthyroid conditions. Yes, those are the two. Those are the two. So last week when I was working with clients, I had a client that was concerned about her weight gain. And she was concerned even when she followed a low-calorie diet, you know, in the past, Mm -hmm. she kept gaining weight. And she was tired even when she got enough sleep, And this was the one that really made her feel uncomfortable. Her hair was thinning. Yes. That does it. That's a huge one, especially
0: (laughs) for women. They're like, no, I'm losing my hair. Those are the classic symptoms of low thyroid function. So being fatigued, um, constipated is a huge one as well. Thinning of the hair, being cold all the time. How many of you can relate to that? Mm -hmm. And even uh, the inability to lose weight, no matter what you do. Sometimes it's very hard to lose weight.
2: So some other symptoms of hypothyroidism, that means that your thyroid is not functioning very well, yep. include dry skin, puffy face, mm-hmm. brain fog, depression, reoccurring infections, and an increase in your cholesterol and triglycerides. And that's just from one little one organ little in organ. your body, your thyroid, isn't that? Yes. You know, it affects your, your It affects cholesterol. almost
0: every other system in the body. It's amazing. Yes, so and again I just mentioned this but the thyroid does affect many different organs and tissues and inf- influences many different body functions from cholesterol production in the liver to how your nails and hair grow. So I it, mean it's amazing all it, these
2: little things. Even hair and you know nails and hair. I yes. mean it, yeah. So as you were listening to all these symptoms you may say to yourself, well, you know, I have some of those. So How can I determine if my symptoms are from my thyroid or maybe just from poor eating? (laughs) I mean, I think that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it could be both. But if you're already eating healthy,
0: Mm -hmm. definitely. And then you're still
2: having those symptoms. Yes,
0: then you definitely want to figure out if it's your thyroid. Yes. So, uh, of course, there is a blood test to determine this. um, But often I recommend to my clients to do um, a basal temperature test. And it's very easy. You can do it at home. And you get one of the old fashioned basal thermometers. Those work best. Yes, they do. And you set it by your bed bed and you test it for five consecutive nights or it's it's in the morning, right? When you wake right. up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually in the morning, but set it by your bed bedside at night. Um and when you wake up, place the thermometer under your arm, hold it there for five minutes. Don't get out of bed. Don't get out yep, you just gotta <laughs> lay there. And then log the temperature reading. And if it's under 97.6 degrees, it may indicate you have a low thyroid function. So again, if it's under 97.6 degrees five consecutive mornings, uh, then you should definitely at least have an inkling that it could probably use your thyroid. Yes, yes.
2: So we don't want to get too technical on this show, <laughs> but you kind of have to. Yes. So the thyroid cells combine with iodine, and we talked about that on the last time we were yes. talking about thyroid. Right. And an amino acid called tyrosine. And they make two things they make your T3s and they make your T4s. Yep. So if everything is working right, T3 and T4 is released into the bloodstream from the thyroid and then it gets transported throughout the body where they control metabolism. Yes. Everybody's going to perk up their ears now, <laughs> metabolism. So every cell in the body depends on thyroid hormones for the regulation of metabolism. And I think we have to take that word metabolism and go up to a next level and think, ooh, that means how much energy yes. I have.
0: Yep. If, if Dar says the word metabolism, it just equals energy and how your body produces that energy.
2: And I think I could, Anna, I think I could even take that up to the next level. It would almost say how much energy the follicles of my hair have yes, to produce to more hair.
0: That's an excellent way of explaining it. I love that. Or even in the, the cells in the in the nails. If, yes. you, if you have nails that never grow, it's the same effect.
2: Yes. Yep. Very so. interesting, isn't it?
0: Yes. So to produce T3 and T4, your thyroid gland needs iodine. So Dar mentioned that in the last show, but she just mentioned it. And... Up here in the Midwest, okay, many people are iodine deficient. So if you are very deficient in iodine, you may have a goiter. So that's that, you know, that enlargement of the thyroid gland and you can see it from the neck. Okay. Um, And so, Dar, how do we get iodine or how much do we need?
2: Well, you know, we need about 150 micrograms, which doesn't sound like much. Right. You know. Yep. So again, where do you find iodine? You find it in seafood. Mm -hmm. And some people are not eating seafood at all. Right. We find it in iodized salt. Uh, So if you're going to do sea salt, I always recommend that... You get the iodized sea salt so that you make sure you're getting that 150 micrograms. uh, micrograms. Yes. But, now there's a but to this, (laughs) fluoride and chlorine, you know, those are in in city water Mm -hmm. treatment plants. Yep. Those block the iodine receptors in the thyroid, which can result in hypothyroidism. So it really is important to drink filtered water so that you're not getting those, you know, fluoride and chlorine. That's a, yeah. You know, and I mean, when we've had Richard on f- with Richard's water, he explains this also right. that that's one of the filtering, you purify water so you get rid of that fluoride and you get rid of that chlorine. chlorine right. And then your receptors are not blocked up.
0: right. And they kill our good bacteria, too. Um, Well, Dar, I think this is a good time to take a break. Okay. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And if you need a special gift for a very special person, I want to suggest a nutritional weight and wellness gift certificate. So we have we have a special going on for $100 you can buy a gift certificate worth $125. So you save $25 every time you spend $100. So it doesn't matter the amount you you it could be more than 100 or 125. Um and you can help your special person change their nutrition to change their life how, what like we're always talking about. If you have questions for us today, On this show, you can always call 651-641-1071. And if you want to purchase a gift certificate, please call our office at 651-699-3438. We'll be right back.
1: Want to bring the great information you hear each week on Dishing Up Nutrition to your workplace? Well, you can. Nutritional Weight and Wellness teaches classes at companies all over the Twin Cities. Whether your office is large or small, they have a class that's right for you. Choose a popular Lunch and Learn class, such as Foods for Great Energy, Stress-Busting Foods, or the Food Mood Connection. Longer classes like Nutrition for Memory and Focus are perfect for wellness days. These fun and formative classes help you make good nutrition choices at work and at home. What happens when you and your coworkers eat healthier foods, employees notice increased energy, focus, and stable moods. Employers notice less absenteeism, higher productivity, and improved management of chronic conditions. A healthy workplace leads to healthier, happier employees. Plus, it's easier to make good choices or lose weight with the support of coworkers. To bring nutrition classes to your office, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651 699 3438 or go to weightandwellness.com.
2: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, there's so many things about nutrition. And when <laughs> I'm putting together the show, I just there's so many different things to talk about. But I here's one that I really wanted to talk about. The frequency of asthma in children has increased dramatically in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of parents realize this. But I came up with some possible solutions to reduce that risk of childhood asthma. Yes. You know, it's the, these are very simple things. Taking omega three fish oil is one of the answers. Yes. You know, a very it's a very potent anti-inflammatory and can reduce asthma risk when taken by the mother mm-hmm. in the last three months of pregnancy. <laughs> Children of mothers who took omega three fish oil had a sixty three percent reduction in asthma. Boy, is that ever a That's simple huge. solution? Yeah. While. Well, Omega-3 reduces the risk trans fats increase the risk of children developing asthma when mothers ate foods containing trans fats and what would those kinds of foods be cheetos
0: mm. muffins cookies yeah all those things
2: so here's another study a study at the University of Southern California found mothers who ate fish sticks <laughs> a source of trans fats increased the risk of asthma oh, in their children man. As we reduce the consumption of trans fats, perhaps, you know what, we're going to see a reduction in the frequency of asthma in children. Right. And maybe when we start getting mothers to take omega-3s, whether it's DHA or omega-3 fish oil, either one is going to make a difference. Huge difference. And GLA, I've heard, too. Yes. Yes. But omega-3s are easy. So we had a caller that would
0: like us to go over the symptoms. Yes. Yes. All right, so let's go over. These are classic symptoms of low thyroid function. Um, So fatigue is a huge one. Constipation, thinning hair, um, being cold all the time, or severely cold hands and feet, that can be another sign. Inability to to lose weight.
2: And some other things is uh, dry skin. That's Mm -hmm. classic. The puffy face, brain fog. I hear that all the time. (laughs) You know, when your thyroid really gets low, it's depression. Yeah. And you get reoccurring infections, and it affects your cholesterol yeah. and your triglyceride and I level. I see. The,
0: I think I see this one the most with people with hypothyroid is is the cholesterol and the high triglycerides. Yep. So, um, but we have we have a couple callers, or at least we have one. So we're gonna take Pamela. Good morning, Pamela. Welcome to Dishant Nutrition. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning, Pamela.
2: Hello to there we go. I think she's on now. Pamela?
0: Yeah. Good morning. Hello? Hi. Can you hear us? Yes. Okay. Can,
2: can you, you hear have me? A question for Yes, us? we can. Yes. <laughs>
0: okay.
3: Um, and I looked at my twice daily bottle and it offers 50% of the iodine. And then I also use the natural sea salt, which doesn't have any, but I don't have any thyroid problems. So I guess my question is, those individuals I know, if you're going to, is the salt that they put in processed food?
2: Has no iodine.
3: Has no iodine. Right. No. Okay.
2: It's a very inexpensive, cheap salt. Yeah.
3: Okay. Because I do know people with thyroid problems, especially older individuals, but they eat a lot of processed food. Yes.
2: Yeah. And they're not getting any iodine. Right. So again, what you should look on your bottle of vitamins is look at um see. C- 50%, what does that mean? How many milligrams of iodine is in that bottle? And, you know, is it 150 micrograms um, or is twice, it 75?
3: Yeah, I'd have to look again on my yeah. daily.
2: Yeah. So, and I mean, that's, oh, that's yeah. what you should be looking at is to see mm-hmm. how much it really has in there.
3: Yeah, 75
0: micrograms is yep. 50%.
2: Yeah, and so you need you need to make sure you're mm-hmm. getting an iodized salt, I would say. Yep, yep, just okay.
0: get an iodized sea salt. Okay, I'll look yep. for that then.
2: Okay. Thanks, right. Pamela. Yep. Thank you. Great question. So, again, Anna, we were talking about, um, you know, well, we, we were talking about how iodine is blocked, the receptors get blocked, Yep. In the thyroid, when you take, you know, when you're using non-filtered water, it's basically what we yeah, were saying. Yeah, because
0: the fluoride and the chlorine in it. They block yes. those
2: receptors. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Um, and in addition to produce T3 and T4, again, those are those hormones that the thyroid produces. Um, it needs, the thyroid gland needs zinc, selenium, and something we always talk about, magnesium. So, yes. and those are all very crucial minerals for the thyroid gland. Um, and we know that 68% of the population is deficient in magnesium, and some research, researchers have found that at least 35% of us are deficient in zinc. Um, I know Lauren Cordain has done a lot of research, and he he's seen 73% of the population exactly. So it could be way higher than 35%. Um, but if we are deficient in minerals, our thyroid gland may not be working up to its full capacity or up to par. So what are some great sources of these minerals? Um, nuts, mm-hmm. grass-fed meats. Um, and let's face it, sometimes people feel like those are too high in fat, and so they're not eating those types of things. That's right. So, And that's probably why we've gotten so deficient. Um, but a high quality mineral supplement to have adequate levels for good thyroid function is necessary, especially if it's low, if you already have low thyroid function.
2: And I think one of the things that we, you know, we almost have to have people take those minerals separately. Yeah. So that they're getting the adequate level not and not too much of one and, and but too, little of the, yep. yeah, too little of another one. So, right. Yep. Um, so again, you know, nuts are high in some of those minerals, but people have been told not to eat it because (laughs) it has fat in it. So it's so confusing, but nuts are healthy. Yes. And grass fed meat is what we recommend so that you're staying away from the hormones. Yes. So, you know, and again, about 5% of the population, you know, if you get all those things, so you got all those things, you got your iodine, you got your zinc, you got your, you got everything going. Right. But. About 5% of the population has an autoimmune thyroid condition called Hashimoto's disease. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens. The white blood cells and the antibodies really attack the thyroid when you have an autoimmune disease. Right. So your immune system kind of goes after your thyroid in a way. Right. So that's how you got to look at it. Yes.
0: And autoimmune diseases are one of the most common, yet least understood groups of health conditions confronting us as a healthcare system today.
2: And, you know, Anna, I think what it is, is there's over a hundred different autoimmune conditions today. Yes. And it seems like as we are working with people, some people are coming in with different ones all the multiple, time. And multiple. Multiple.
0: Multiple autoimmune diseases that mm-hmm. I've never even heard of. Yes, and I'm like, what? So then I have to research it. And yes, it's an autoimmune disease. And, yes. But usually they respond to the same dietary
2: uh, recommendations. recommendations. Yes. I started to say restrictions, but then I thought, no, no. <laughs> no, don't Re- say that, right? Recommendations. That's right.
0: Because <laughs> we think restrictions, we think diet. No diets. <laughs> um, so, I mean, but again, it's, a, it's becoming a huge problem. And... Um, and it is estimated that twenty percent of the population suffers from an autoimmune disease. Most of this twenty percent being women. Uh, so that's
2: that's interesting, isn't yes, it? Yes,
0: yes. And the two autoimmune thyroid conditions are so. Dars talked about the first one is Hashimoto's disease. This is when you again you have the low thyroid function. Or Graves' disease is the other one, which is an overactive
2: thyroid, or we call it hyperthyroid. Um, and you know, if you think about the Graves' disease. The two people that I kind of think of is the t- the two are past presidents. Yes, that's right. And his
0: wife. Yes, um, George W. Yes, and uh, Barbara. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> right? Was it? It's yes, Barbara? you're right.
2: Barbara. Yeah, okay. Barbara Bush okay. and George W. Bush. Yes, both had, which is kind of interesting, innocent when you just think about that. Mm-hmm. They both had hyperthyroidism. Good. Yes. They mu- they're living and eating the same food. Yep. Interesting, isn't
0: it? Mm-hmm. So, and people with Graves' disease often have, you know, bulging eyes, hair loss, rapid heartbeat, trouble sleeping, infertility, weight loss, soft nails, and nervousness. So it's, I mean, again, it's a whole
2: host of things. So let's come back over those symptoms just a minute, uh, Anna. Okay. You know, it's like bulging eyes. Bulging eyes. That's a clue right there. Yes. And the hair, go back again, hair loss. Now this is when you're thyroid is overactive. Yes. That rapid, rapid heart heartbeat. uh-huh.
0: Trouble sleeping. Yes. Infertility. Uh-huh. Weight loss, soft nails and nervousness. Right. So again, it can I mean we're going to focus mostly on Hashimoto's, which is the low thyroid um, because we feel like a lot of people have more of that going on, but um but but again, the, they're both becoming very common. Yeah, today. And,
2: and so when we come back from break, which we have to take again, is we're really gonna talk about hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's disease and yeah. answer a caller. Yes, yes. So, so you are
0: listening to Dishampt Nutrition, and I have two studies from Harvard I want to share with all of you. Um, and it's they're about, it's about the cause of asthma in children. The first study showed that children living in Costa Rica who had low levels of vitamin D had increased severity of asthma. And as we all know, Costa Rica is a very sunny country, but the children were still low in vitamin D under a vitamin D level of 30. So the second study, again, from Harvard found when mothers had an adequate level of vitamin D, their children had a decreased risk of asthma. So we recommend you have your vitamin D level checked um, always, and it's a simple blood test. So once a year is great. Mm -hmm. So questions about your thyroid function, call 651-641-1071. We'll be right back.
2: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to invite you to Nutritional Weight and Wellness Open House at our Maple Grove office, January 5th. So what I want to do is introduce you to our wonderful staff that we have there. And, you know, and also have you meet Greg Peterson, who comes on and is on Dishing Up Nutrition as a guest quite often. And I want to meet each one of you and answer all your nutrition questions. So, you know, just put it on your calendar, set it aside, January 5th, between 10 and two, and just come on in and say hello and meet everyone. And we're gonna have fun and that's it. Yes. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a caller,
0: Dar, cause she's been waiting for a while. Okay. Good morning, Jen. Good morning. Good morning. Did you have a question for us?
4: Yes, I do. I'm a, well, I'm a satisfied customer of you guys. I just want to start out with that. But um, I do have a question, kind of a general question. Like Brooke Burke, Burke, Burke has been in the news lately um, with thyroid cancer. Yes. Um, you hear about it frequently. And also I, so I'm curious about thyroid cancer and nutritional maybe causes and or treatments and also people that may have been treated with radiation around the neck area, and if that puts them at risk.
2: Oh, my tired. gosh. That's a huge question. <laughs> a <loaded> question. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll take a little stab at it, but I think there's so many different ins and outs to that question. Uh, okay. You know, when, whenever, whenever I think about cancer, what is it actually? What causes it? Something has caused those cells to start to grow or multiply, the cancer cells and you know I think a lot of times we we know and that we have cancer cells in our body mm-hmm. but they're in check yes. and then something starts them to grow and that you know what does i mean if we are if we're taking in things that are blocking the uptake of nutrients into our thyroid is that a possible cause Or are we getting exposed to something that starts that process? Mm -hmm. I think some of the research shows that for women, having high levels of estrogen may be a cause of that. And I know that that's also, um, they've looked at that as a possible cause for prostate Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. cancer too. Mm -hmm. Men have higher levels of estrogen because estrogen is a growth factor in people's bodies. Yes. So you know, you'd look at all those things and radiation, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's it's uh, something that is gonna be damaging. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I answered it. Uh, I don't know, Anna, mm-hmm. that's just kinda off the top of my head how I would look at it. I think yeah. when what, what you have what we have to do is take out any of the things that would be affecting the immune system so yes sugar we know sugar. affects the immune system gluten gluten huge. For, for, for 30 to 50% of the population yeah. affects negatively affects the immune system yeah mm-hmm. and for some people the casein that is in dairy products neg- yeah. ne- negatively affects the immune system so we have to take a look at all those factors yeah it's not getting enough sleep definitely Mm -hmm. affects the thyroid system exactly and you know it's it's all it all those things that you have to really look at when you're working with somebody and try to help them rebalance their body as best we can yeah and you know eating you know five six times a day you know letting your blood sugar down too low affects your immune system. Yeah. I mean it's oh, still but again if it's too high it affects <laughs> the immune system. Right. Yeah. So it's all yeah. that balance back and forth all the time. Sure,
4: absolutely, because if your blood sugars get too high, then your estrogen levels go up. Yep, that's right. Your estrogen levels go up, so that makes a lot of sense. But actually, you actually answered that question very well. I really appreciate it. I know it was a loaded question, but (laughs) I appreciate it. It was a very helpful answer. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening, too. (laughs) So (laughs) so should we take another call? Yes, we have one more. Hopefully we got it.
0: Nope, I think we missed okay. her.
2: All right, try it again. We'll just see. Nope. Jen? Well, yeah, we'll go on and maybe she'll come back. We'll maybe Hopefully, we'll figure out. whoever what we're was doing. on
0: the line, please call us back. I'm sorry
2: we lost you. Um so we were before we went on break, we were talking about low thyroid, hypothyroid called yes. an autoimmune condition called. Hashimoto's Hashimoto's. disease. Yes. So again, if you're listening, you might be asking, um, if I have Hashimoto's disease, what's causing my immune system to attack my thyroid Mm -hmm. and inflame it? So again, it could go way back to having low iodine levels. Or it could be from a medication you're taking. Yes. Or it could be from having excess estrogens in your body. Or it could be from a viral or a bacterial infection or from smoking mm-hmm. or from having a food sensitivity, such as being sensitive to gluten grains, or like we mentioned before, the casein and dairy products, or it might be some people have been eating excess amounts of soy. Yep. Or it could be even if you are under extreme stress for a long period of time, right? Which zaps your zinc, yep. uh, selenium, all that stuff. Yes, yes. So there's many, many causes. So do you want to try to see if we can catch yes. that caller now? Hang on, rather than yes. having yes. her wait take... and wait. So, good
0: morning, Pat. Pat, good morning. I did too. <laughs> did you have a question for us? Good morning. Good morning. Mm. Pat.
2: Well, we'll go on. <laughs> I don't know.
0: What says it, Pat?
2: That's okay, Anna. Okay, we'll we'll keep going. Sorry. There.
0: Okay. Or even eating copious amounts of Splenda or sucralose in a, in processed foods can actually lower your thyroid function.
2: Because again, it's one of those things that block the nutrients to go yep. from going into the Blocks thyroid. Blocks the iodine oh, exactly. Okay. All right, that's a good, all right. So interesting, lots of different things that can happen to your thyroid. Yep, that can cause it to not function, right? Right.
0: Um, And researchers researchers have found an inflamed thyroid can lead to many other health conditions. These same researchers have found that an autoimmune inflamed thyroid may account for the occurrence of repeated miscarriages. I didn't know that.
2: Uh Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yes. So you know, again, going back to hypothyroidism is six times more common in women than men. Wow. So you say, well, why Why? would that be? (laughs) You know, you might be saying, how come? Could it be related to our level of estrogen? Mm -hmm. And there is a connection. When estrogen levels go up, we know that estrogen blocks the uptake of thyroid hormones into the cell receptors. Yep. So it's kind of the same thing that happens. It's very similar to the way estrogen actually blocks the uptake of the neurotransmitter serotonin into the serotonin receptors. Right. So we have to say estrogen is a cell blocker. Now, right. if you've got the right amount of estrogen, everything is working well. Yes. But we're talking about people that have S- excess levels of estrogen. Right. Now, I hope we're not getting too technical on this show. <laughs> shall we Shall we try, Let's to try, p- one more we'll time. try to pick up the caller yes. one more time? Okay. And if not, we're going to not do that. <laughs> okay, okay go on. ahead.
3: With winter coming, I decided I was tired of lugging in the distilled water and the reverse osmosis water yes Yes. so i went to my favorite store target to buy a brita or a pure and by god i was shocked i saw that they leave the fluoride in Mm -hmm. the water yes and i i'm wondering am i wasting my time with reverse osmosis water does that
2: get the fluoride out I believe it does, and I, I you know, I wish I don't know if Richard is listening by any chance this morning because I don't know that answer for sure. I know that uh, reverse osmosis gets a lot of the contaminants out. I know on Richard's systems he puts another filtering system on, so it gets almost a hundred percent out. What and that, I know what gets almost a
3: hundred percent out.
2: the The filtering system, the purification system that Richard installs. So Richard's Water, if um, if people are interested in, in that, and I know you can, I think you can Google Richard's Water or you can call our office.
3: Yeah, and we it, have his information. Well, I, I still trust distilled water. I'm right there, ain't I?
2: I would think you would be perfectly fine there. Yeah, with distilled. Then, distilled water. Yeah.
3: And, of course, I'm very upset because now I realize that some of my grandchildren who are getting Brita water, yes. they're still drinking fluoride yes now mm-hmm. i use fluoride toothpaste
2: that's different because you're not fluoride, swallowing it
3: i believe in the topical fluoride i use fluoride mouthwash yes but well, i am very upset that my grandkids are drinking fluoride
2: mm-hmm. well i totally agree with you so and i had no idea yep right. well thank you for calling in we appreciate Thanks, it that's, okay, that's, bye. yep so i think anna i think we need to yeah, slide, slide out for up. another break right? yes
0: we do So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We know aches and pains take no holidays, so we are offering foods to reduce pain and inflammation. Today, actually, it's going to go on from um, 1 to 3 p.m., and Oralee will be giving great tips on how to have less pain this holiday season. Is that in St. Paul, Dar? No, that's in North... Is that in North Oaks? North Oaks. North Oaks. So 1 to 3 p.m. today at North Oaks. And if you miss the class today, we are also offering it one more time this year in St. Paul on December 13th. So just call our office, 651-699-3438 to sign up. We'll be right back.
5: A wise doctor once said, today you are you. That's truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. The doctor in question was Dr. Seuss, and I bet he would like the attitude and approach they use at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. For more than 25 years, the licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have worked one-on-one with clients. Because they know no one is you than you, they will come up with an individualized eating plan that addresses your needs, your body, your health concerns. Because they use research-based knowledge, and because they care, they can guide you to be the best, healthiest, most energetic you you can be come into one of their Twin Cities based office locations for a consultation or schedule a counseling session over the phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call them at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. They will get results for you. It's true.
1: Nutritional Weight and Wellness is now open in Maple Grove. Call them today at 651-699-3438. Well, welcome
2: back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, for the last nine months, my staff, and that include writers, graphic artists, researchers, nutritionists, and we've been updating and refreshing our Weight and Wellness series. And if you've never taken this series before, I encourage you to sign up for the January series. Mm -hmm. It would be a great Christmas present for yourself or for a special person. Yes. If you've taken Weight and Wellness before, you'll be amazed at the new look and the new additional information that we added. So come and exclaim and just talk about how <laughs> great it looks. Um, we're also taking the Weight and Wellness series on the road. So our first stop is going to be in Duluth.
0: Nice.
3: And
2: that's the first weekend in February for the Weight and Wellness series in Duluth. And the next stop is in going to be in Maple Grove the first weekend in March. Mm. So if you want us to stop in your city or town, give us a call. We're proud of our new weight and wellness series, and we really want to show it off. And, you know, nurses <laughs> earn 14.4 C's. continuing ed credits for that weekend. Yep. And they get a lot of information for themselves. And then other people can use that for continuing education credits, too. Yep. So if you go to, you know, you can just go to our website, weightandwellness.com. Or call 651-699-3438. Yes. And we'll be happy to answer any details you have. Yes. Questions? And then, Dara, we have one more caller. Okay. We're going to give it a try.
0: <laughs> Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Oh, it you? Ya?
2: Yay.
1: <laughs> Yay.
0: Yes. You had a question for us? I did. Um,
3: I have been on blood pressure, or on, sorry, both blood pressure and thyroid medication since I was 21. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I turned fifty this year, and I had a hysterectomy total and I'm wondering if my levels for the thyroid have stayed really level
2: uh-huh. and
3: I'm wondering if those are going to change with no estrogen
2: uh it's a possibility, but then what we're doing what is happening to people uh just because of what could be part of your water intake, part of your environment part of your foods because if you're eating mm-hmm. meat with a lot of hormones sometimes we still maintain a very high level of estrogen in our body.
3: Right. And
2: okay. And so it, unless unless you're doing a lot of other things um, it, where you're not getting exposed to these more environmental or toxic estrogens, then your level actually might be increasing, even though you've had a hysterectomy.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Thank oh, you. Okay.
2: Good question. Great question. Thanks, Jill. Thanks. So that's actually, that leads right into what we were yes. going to talk about. No, Great question. Estrogen. I love it.
0: Okay. So with women often get exposed to excess estrogens from birth control pills, yes, hormone replacement therapy, um, hormones in conventionally raised meats, and even during pregnancy, especially the first three months. Um, so it's no wonder women have more um, Hashimoto's thyroid disease than men.
2: Yes. And I don't even know if women understand this is that that, you know, you some women have morning sickness that first three mm-hmm. months. Yep. It, that's coming because your estrogen levels are very high.
0: And, you know, it's funny, Dar, I had the worst um, na- nausea or morning sickness with Isabel and I'd only been off birth control for three months. OK. And I
2: could barely eat anything. Yes. And because your estrogen levels it were very, very high. high. Yep. Yes. So, you know, one of the solutions that we look at is to help your body detox these extra estrogens. So actually, we encourage both men and women with high estrogen levels to eat a lot of things like spinach, Mm -hmm. broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale. And we saute those in coconut oil. Yes. And all those things help to detox estrogens out of your body. Yes. In addition... For some people, we suggest taking a wonderful supplement that Metagenics made, and it's called EstroFactors. Mm-hmm. And this supplement helps your liver, I mean, it supports your liver functions, and it helps your liver detox or get rid of the estrogens, and it helps it get rid of the estrogens that are locked in your fat, fat cells. tissue,
0: yes. <laughs> Those darn fat cells. So <laughs> we also encourage people. To lose weight, um, especially around the middle, Um, the insulin resistance weight, because again, those fat cells can make a form of estrogen, which is a very toxic estrogen. Um, and it's hard to get rid of that stuff. So, and I've found clients who change their diet and take ester factors for six months often have better thyroid function. I've seen it happen in many clients. Um, and they they eliminate the excess estrogens and they also eliminate some of the fat cells, and it's a win-win for the thyroid and a win for your clothes size. So
2: there you go, right? <laughs> Very good. So <laughs> let's go back a minute and talk about that just a bit bit more. Because I don't think that people realize that when they're carrying this extra weight around their middle, and again, that's that insulin resistance weight that comes from basically eating too many carbohydrates. Right. And what that does is it creates fat cells, and then Mm -hmm. that creates... Insulin resistance. Insulin resistance. Which can lead
0: to diabetes and more weight gain, and, and then that starts to affect your thyroid because of all this hot estrogen in the body
2: yes so it's a downward spiral Mm -hmm. and then of course if your thyroid isn't working up to snuff or as good as we want it (laughs) to then it's going to be a little more difficult for people to actually lose that weight yeah so they have to be much more careful eaters yes you can't eat uh, a lot of carbohydrates two or three days a week like over the weekend and then expect to lose weight because you're you're set, setting your cells up to not allow it to get rid of the insulin resistance yes. that that crust that is formed on the cell receptors,
0: yep, you have to eat clean or you know a, a lower carbohydrate intake than you would you know than somebody who's just trying to eat healthy for general health, yes, yep. exactly. you have to eat lots of green vegetables and yes, proteins and good fat and good fats and those things,
2: yes, it's not a starvation, no. You can still yourself. eat a lot
0: of variety of food. You just have to watch the amount of carbs. That's very important. Okay.
2: So, you know, I also mentioned when we're looking at thyroid function that there's a food sensitive sensitivity connection to hypothyroidism. Yes. And researchers have found that the protein called gluten that's mm-hmm. in gluten grains like wheat or mm-hmm. oats or those kinds of things. Yes for gluten sensitive people and again i talked about 30 to 50% of people are gluten sensitive these days yeah actually increases the risk and this is researched this isn't just something we're making up yes it increases the risk of developing hypothyroidism by 13 times higher wow. risk wow so today you know again 30 to 50% of the population every time they eat a piece of toast in the morning or a bowl of pasta for dinner <laughs> or even the crackers with the cheese on top, mm-hmm. or that morning muffin, they are actually increasing their risk for developing hypothyroidism. Mm. And that's just really interesting when you stop and think about it like that. Yep. Okay, you know, everybody thinks, well, a muffin has too many calories in it or too much trans fats. But another way to look at that, you're saying, you know, my thyroid isn't working very well now, I'm making it worse, perhaps, if I choose those things. By pouring on the gluten, right. I think it helps people make that connection.
0: Right, and it helps them stay away from it. Um, So this autoimmune process can be arrested, meaning you can stop the process and even reverse some of the damage done. Um,
2: I think one of the things that we see all the time when we're working with clients is that it gets stopped. Yep, They may still have this... This very condition. strange autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. but they stop aching. Yep.
0: They don't notice it. It's, as you will, in remission.
2: Yes. Yes. They start um, getting the metabolism back. Yep. Their energy comes back. Yep. And they'll say, I haven't felt this good for years, <laughs> if
0: ever. If ever. Exactly. They feel better than when be- before they got the disease. So... So, again, if you can take out those foods that you that you are sensitive to, whether it be the casein in dairy or the gluten in the, the grains, um, and maybe add the mineral you are deficient in and detox those excess estrogens out. That's a lot you just said. It is. We're taking so, the... <laughs> so take it one step at a time. First, get rid of the, the gluten uh-huh. and possibly the dairy. And then, you know, work on the minerals. Yep. And then maybe if you feel like you are getting too much estrogen, then maybe detox that estrogen out.
2: So, repairing and restoring the thyroid takes time. Yes. But with a concentrated effort, you can make a difference. Yes. Thanks for your listening. I hope this helped everyone. <laughs> Have a great week, you guys.
1: Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.